my dream in life is to have all the people that are working, let's say, on my team, for us all to ride together. Like, if I go up, everyone's coming up with me. Love that. Yeah. I don't view anyone beneath me, above me. We're all on one level. World, world, your oyster. What's up, everybody? You're listening to World Your Oyster. This is Paula Sanders, and I am here with my co-host, Mr. Alexander Hankin. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous, Paula. This... I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, my God. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, I, any time I get to spend with you is just good times. I mean, honestly, I feel like since we've met, I was just like, I love this person. This is, you were the biggest, brightest light. And... Oh, thank you so much. I mean... And be happier doing I, this with you. I know. I, I feel like, and we could talk about this because we're going to do an episode together next week. So everybody stay tuned for that. But I just feel so grateful that the universe kind of bought us together. We weren't looking for one another at all a couple <laughs> no. of years ago. And, um, you know, you you have bought so many good things into my life and other good people as well that are also very important to me. And you're the, Same. You're the ultimate connector. And I'm excited that we're going to do a couple of these these episodes together. Me too. I mean, I think if I'm the ultimate connector, you're the ultimate connectress. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Well, let's not waste any time because let's face it, Alexander and I are both very busy. <laughs> um, so why don't we get into the pearl of your oyster this week? You're going first because you're new here. Why don't we get into the pearls of our oysters this week? You want to hear the pearl of my oyster? Wait, is that the pearl in your oyster? Yeah, let's make it that. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. Pearl of my oyster is I did a sound bath with my boyfriend and I came out so relaxed and I feel like my life is just so go, 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 go to work, go to event, go like to dinner, like a million things flying at me at once. And I don't take enough time for myself. And today I really felt like I took this time to do this for myself. And I feel so clear. I feel so energized. And I think that Lathan and I doing it together really energized us as a couple. Ooh. So I think it was, it was really great. That's, that's the pearl of my oyster this week. That's awesome. Well, it's Nathaniel and I's anniversary tomorrow. So maybe I should get us some group, a group Reiki session. He and I. I. I think you should. And what an anniversary it is. I have. know. This time last year, Alexander was there. We were getting ready to go to my rehearsal dinner. Most magical it, weekend and trip and wedding. Like, truly. It really so was. loving. It was, it was the best. I, I, I still find it hard to believe that it's over. But we're going to talk about that on Monday. Yeah. So let's not, let's not. No spoilers. No spoilers. We're going to talk all about love on Monday. But. Um, what about for you? So for me, uh, I didn't even share this with the podcast. I didn't think I shared it a little bit because we, um, I had Andy Clark on last week who is a realtor and he was showing me some apartments, but. Uh, Nathaniel and I got this horrible news that we have to leave this apartment that we love so much and literally just finished decorating, uh, because they're selling our units. So we have, I know, I know it's really sad, but you know what? It's all good. Water under the bridge. It was a really rough three weeks. I think I saw like 45 apartments. And let me tell you guys, New York City, she ain't cheap, okay? No. Basically, you need to be a billionaire to live here. Like we need to have multiple streams of income. And it's like, you know what? Your one job is not going to freaking cut it. No. No. And double incomes. Anyway, so we found the most amazing apartment in a new neighborhood for me. Okay, I, where? Nobody come find me, but the Lower East Side. 
And um, it is the most incredible apartment. Nathaniel is a huge fan of the neighborhood. For me, this is new. I've lived downtown. Well, this is still downtown, but I've lived all the way downtown for 10 years. Right. So I am so excited to have a brand new apartment. And this is, we're going to be the first people to live there. There's a pool, there's podcasts. Like it's, we're going to be leveling up in every type of way. But I am so excited that we found a place, number one. So grateful that we're able to live where we want to live and live beautifully and so for all of those things, I feel fantastic, but I'm so excited for this like new energy. Like I already feel it, even though we're not moving for like another 60 days, I already feel like I'm like, I'm revved up about the content that I can make in this new apartment. Because <laughs> I can tell. that lighting, honey, oh my God, it's going to be good. You know what I'm most excited about that you're moving to the East Village? That I can come over before joy face. You totally can. <laughs> oh my God. And maybe you could actually drag me out. Yeah, I exactly. Have, the one night I went to joy face, I had the best time. Remember when I, yeah, I walked? That was such a good time. I walked we had the, the best night. And you, I walked the catwalk. She looked so stunning that night. She slayed, <laughs> slayed my mom. It was a, it was a, it was a rhinestone cowboy. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was so good. It was such a good outfit. It was good. We have to do that again, actually. Yeah, yeah you got to just drag me out. Of- well, now that you're in the East Village, well, I can drag you out. Yeah, you can. Because all good. the fun places are over there. All right. Well, it was amazing to do a Pearl and the Oyster with you. I know. I'm so excited. How are you feeling? I'm energized. I'm great. Okay, great. So go enjoy your day. Goodbye. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Today, we have a truly inspiring guest who is redefining the world of fashion and luxury. Joining us is Jennifer Nissan, the founder of Front Row Live, a fashion concierge and sourcing company that brings unparalleled access to the latest trends and coveted pieces. Jennifer is a force to be reckoned with in the fashion industry. With her keen eye for style and her extensive network of connections, she has revolutionized the way people experience fashion. Whether it's finding that elusive designer item or curating personalized wardrobe selections, Jennifer's expertise and dedication make her the go-to person for those who seek the most exclusive items. But Jennifer's achievements don't stop there. At only 29 years old, she has not only built a thriving business, but also manages to balance her entrepreneurial endeavors with being a loving mother to four children. Her ability to navigate the fast-paced world of fashion while fulfilling her responsibilities as a parent is nothing short of extraordinary. Throughout her journey, Jennifer has overcome challenges, embraced innovation, and shattered stereotypes, paving the way for other women in the industry. Her story is a true testament to the power of determination, passion, and the belief that anything is possible. Welcome to the show, Jennifer Nissan. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys feeling today? Good, except for this weather, but I'm good. I Weather's good. I just did a Reiki session, so oh. I feel really relaxed until my mother called me and made me crazy. But Ooh, okay. okay well. <laughs> but I'm with you beautiful women, so how could I be not relaxed and how, feeling great and excited? How could you not? No, I'm dying to do a Reiki session. I've heard nothing but, like, the best things about it, but I could imagine with mom calling with a little bit of drama. Was it a little family drama? She's in Amsterdam. I'm very nervous she's not going to be in the premiere show tomorrow. <laughs> you know, okay. the neurotic Jewish mother calling, like, fix it. I Listen, can. I mean, we, we've all got them. Mine's <laughs> Italian, but it's like, you know, it's basically the same thing. Mine's very neurotic and very Jewish. Yeah, you, I know, I know you can relate, right? Yeah. You know when they call on that feeling? It's, it's right. <laughs> you just know. I don't even, I don't hear it all the time. I put it down <laughs> and then I'm at the end, I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. But can you sense like when your mother calls, like, 
father calls and like the phone rings and you're like, oh, this is like going to be something. It depends what hour of the day it is. <laughs> if it's 8 a.m., I'm like, something's got to be. Why are you calling me at 8 a.m.? The day has not even started yet. If it's 2 o'clock, I know she's bored. It's right. midday and she's driving right. in between meetings. Right. And then at night, she just wants to chat. She wants to know where I am because she wants to come over. She can't sit still. She comes in, sees my kids for 10 minutes and leaves. Does she live near? She lives in Brooklyn, but she's such a, she's so free-spirited. She can't sit still. She always wants to go somewhere. She always wants to try something new. She comes over. I'm like, sit down. We're eating. She goes, nope. You guys have a great night. Kiss my babies. I'm leaving. I have plans with my girlfriends. I love that. She's That's cool. amazing. She's, yeah, she lives her life, my mom. Good for, good for your mama. Yeah. Well, since we have you here, let's talk about you. I want to take a couple of minutes to let everybody understand um, exactly what your business is with Front Row Live and how you got started with the business. For sure. So my business was kind of, you can say, an accident. Mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to do fashion. It's been my passion since I was little. Loved it. In high school, said that I'm going to be the next editor-in-chief of a magazine. I wanted to be an editor. So in high school, I interned at L. I did... L for a year, I did Marie Claire for a year, got married. I was 18 at my wedding, so wow. I didn't really have my foundation kind of set up yet for my career, what I was going to do, but I knew that I wanted to be an editorial. But what happens? Life hits you, and when you plan, it always goes either the other way or something's got to come up. So exactly, had my kids really young, back to back, and... And how many are there? There are four. <laughs> there are four. I cannot believe you're a mother of four. 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 My oldest is nine and my youngest is one. So it's just, it's never quiet. Yeah. It's chaos at all times. Had them back to back, found myself at home, ended up kind of shifting my career. I went to social work school, got my master's in social work at NYU, put fashion on hold. I didn't really think that I would be able to do these long hours or whatever it would require of me, all while raising my kids. So I kind of made that sacrifice at the time. And I said, okay, let me jump into social work. I love people. I'll see how it goes. Graduated. And then when I had my third child, my daughter, I was home and I'm like, I can't believe this. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. I'm only 25. I can still do something that I want to do if I really put my mind to it. It doesn't even have to be for money. Let me just... Do something that's a passion of mine. I don't want to wake up in 10 years and say, what is, what did I do? Right. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to just open up an Instagram account. I'm going to call it something unique. I thought of Front Row Live. I wanted all my followers to feel like they were in the front row at all times. Mm. So I said, let's call it Front Row Live. I'll just post things I like. If nothing comes of it, nothing will come of it. But I'm going to do what I love. And for me, I could do it from home. I could do it through the tap of a finger. Mm -hmm. And opened up the account, started posting some runway looks. And my friends, of course, your first followers are always your friends right. and your yeah, family. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so they're swiping. They're like, I love this look. So cute. Just being supportive. And then one day I went to a Gucci store here and I took a picture of a bag. And a friend of mine saw that I posted this bag and she called me and she was like, where's that bag? I was like, Gucci on Fifth Avenue. Why? I need it. I've been looking for it for two months. How did oh, you wow. find it? I was like, oh, give me a second. Let me call. And I called. I'm like, hey, I was in there today. Is the bag still there? They're like, gone. So I called her. I was like, it's gone. She's like, damn it. Like, I, I, I've been looking for it everywhere. 
I said, all right, don't worry. I'll find you another one. She goes, you could do that? And here I am. I'm like, hell yeah, I could do it. Yeah. But you didn't know if you I didn't know it. what the hell I was <laughs> right. doing. I didn't know what, where I was going to find this bag. And I started calling Gucci's around the country. Before COVID, by the way, if you wanted to call a Gucci store, no problem. Anybody would pick up the right. phone. Please try to call a Gucci store today. Oh, you can't get, you you will can't not, get in touch with anyone. No one says hello. It goes to an automated message. You can't even call a Chanel store. You can't call a, a Dior store. It's very unlikely that someone is going to pick up the phone. Long story short, I called every Gucci in the country. I landed on a Gucci in Atlanta. And the guy was like, hey, how can I help you? I was like, look, I'm looking for this bag. Do you have it? I was very to the point because I was calling every store in the country. <laughs> yeah, you were done at Do you that have point. this bag? Do you have this bag? He was like, so funny. You just called. It just came off the truck. I just opened the box. There's one here. No it's not in the computer yet. If you want it, it's yours. I said, done, give me a second. Put him on hold, called my friend, said, I have the bag. She goes, you're a liar. I said, no, I have the bag. Let's go, give me, give me all the info. Yeah. She goes, no problem, sends me her card. I send it to the Gucci contact. The bag is hers. She freaks out, how did you find it? I said, I don't know. She goes, let me pay you something for finding it. I said, come on, stop. You're, you're one of my best friends. But the light bulb's already going off. Like, right. okay. Here's a business. <laughs> Interesting. But what do you think it was at your core that kept you to keep pushing to find this bag for your friend? You know, like. I'm obsessed with clothes and bags and shoes. If I need to find an item, whether it's for my, I'm used to doing it for myself. When I was in high school, I would be like, I would sit on NeimanMarcus.com and just add things to my car and yeah. add up the total and be like, this is how much money I'll need to buy whatever I want for this season. But do you think Crazy. there's like part of the chase you like I'm as well? I'm obsessed with it, yeah. yeah. I love chasing. I love knowing that I found it. Yep. And I love knowing that I came through for someone. But psychology, education that I took too, I'm a people pleaser. So for me, that? I had to find the bag for her. I didn't want to disappoint. Right. And all my life I've been pleasing people. It's sometimes too much for my own good. But I just want everyone, I don't want anyone to say like Jen couldn't do something or Jen couldn't come through for me. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like from childhood, but... I just always want to make people around me happy and feel like fulfilled. Okay. Yeah. And that'll make me happy. I love that. Well, I could totally relate. Yeah. I actually was, I worked at a concierge for four years before I started doing what I do now. And I worked in special projects. So I actually worked a lot in sourcing. I also did membership. Um, but a huge part of my job was finding things for people. And I worked with a couple of different companies. Your company wasn't around back then four yeah. years ago. Have you heard but of PS Department? Not PS department, but yeah, we, that used, was yeah. we used uh, thread styling. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know of them very well. Threads to do, you know, all of that sourcing. But I have that same joy. And I never thought of that as people-pleasing, actually. But I do have that same, like, want and need to, to just... If someone asked me to get something done, I, I really do want to get, get it, it done, done. like yeah. truly. And I never looked at that as people pleasing, yeah. which, is, which is interesting. So you get this done for your friend and the light bulb goes, goes light off. Light bulb kind of went off. I didn't really act on it yet. But then a week later, someone else called me and was like, hey, I saw this girl that we both know wearing this Gucci bag and I've been looking for it too. Do you have another one? <laughs> and I was like, for sure. Yeah, got this. Send me your info. Okay. Started calling again, landed on a Gucci in Hawaii. Hey, it just came. It's not in the system yet. I just opened the box. It's yours. Again, same story same, right off the box. Kind of the same right. situation. Well, it took me a couple of tries. I was calling. I even asked Atlanta and they were like, no, you took the last one. There are no more. The best thing I love hearing is there are no more. more. There are always more. Right. Right. And if they're not here, they're somewhere else. I will dig until I find it, whether it's in America, Middle East, you know, Europe. I'm always looking everywhere. But 
landed on Hawaii and the woman said, oh, we got one. She actually said, I had it for a client. She never came in. Do you want it? Yes, done. I got really lucky. Again, we have to remember this is before COVID time. Right. Mm -hmm. So people were ready to talk on the phone, give things away. It's not like that anymore. So I am blessed in that sense okay. that I kind of caught it at the right time. But you once created the contacts. I, I built these incredible relationships mm -hmm. over time. And when I found the bag for the second person and she said, let me pay you, I was like, thank you so much. You know, this is what it's going to cost. And you always, when you're just starting, you always undercharge. Right. You're always doing favors. I've done a lot of things for free, you know. But with time, I built incredible relationships. I started going on live in COVID. I also love talking and right. was going on live and sharing some horror stories or funny stories. And I just saw the follower account grow. And a year after COVID, it jumped from like 3,000 followers to 30,000. That's amazing. Yeah. Now I, was, I, I think I'm close to 44,000. Wow. But it's just been such a crazy ride and it's kind of accidental. Didn't mean for it to happen, but it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, I think that people have this obsession with luxury, right? Obsession. Or they, an obsession with luxury. And it was, I guess, right place, right time for you. Yeah. It's incredible that you were able to grow. Now, you're doing all of this basically through connections. What exactly is the process? So I'm a client. I come to you and I want the lock bracelet that nobody Fine. has. You know, right. what, what do we do? I always tell people the best way to reach me is through Instagram. DM me, shoot me a DM. My first question to anybody I ever speak with is, where are you located? Okay. It's important for me to know where you are. If right. you're in the States, can sometimes make it easier for me or more difficult. If you're in London, if you're in Paris, I have a team now. I've grown to a point where I've hired a team member in almost every region. So oh, that's wow. how I know where I'll be searching just to make the process mm -hmm. more smooth for a client. And if a client is in Copenhagen, Denmark, I have a team in Denmark. So I'll try to source within Denmark so they can use their currency. I really just want it to be as smooth sailing as possible. Wow. So I want to know where you are. And then I start hunting. And I do pride myself and my business in the fact that I don't buy things on my name. So I wouldn't buy that lock bracelet and be like, hey, Paula, I have the bracelet ready to go. Um, you can pay me directly and I'll have it sent to you. And then you're like, okay, I'll send her the money. But where did she buy my bracelet? What store is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Right. Will I have a receipt? What if I don't love the lock bracelet on me? Can I return it? So for me, my ideal strategy is connecting a client to a store. Mm -hmm. So if uh, I find, wow. if you're here and you went to, you know, the Tiffany Uptown, they didn't have it, and you just want a smooth selling process. So you ask me, I'll look, for example, downtown, and they do have it. One just came in. Hey, Paula, like we have the bracelet. If you want it, it's yours. Just send me all your info. And the store gets to know that you're the client. So the bracelet will come to you from Tiffany. And then I just send a bill separately as a stylist. Now so, how does that affect going forward if you've, like, connected a client to the brand? So I always try to make sure that a client is ready to purchase. I can't avoid, obviously, catastrophic situations where I hunt, hunt, hunt. The store is ready to go, and the client's like, you know what? I changed my mind. It happens. Right. There's nothing I could do. But more oftentimes than not, a client is ready to purchase because why would you bother someone? Right. You got to think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm really dealing at this point with clients that are ready to either buy something or I'm fully transparent. I tell them what it would cost before, and I say, let me know if you're ready, and I can go ahead and start digging around for this. And more often than not, they're like, I'm ready. Uh, just let me know when you find it. And when I come through, they're like, here's all my info. Please send it my way. I'm so excited. And I have to say, thank God, I've built relationships with clients as well where 
a lot of them are repeat customers too. So I already know like when someone's asking for something, I'm digging, I'm sourcing, I already know it's going to go through. Hey, my pearls, since you're listening to this show, I would assume that you are into all things self-betterment. And what is better than being healthy? Which is why we've partnered with eFunctional. eFunctional is an online healthcare marketplace designed to meet the needs of today's busy and health-conscious consumers. With eFunctional, you gain access to fully certified, state-of-the-art laboratories right from your own home. Their partnership with top-notch laboratories allow them to offer a wide range of at-home laboratory tests from wellness and sexual health to food sensitivities and more. eFunctional is your trusted partner for accessible, accurate, and affordable healthcare testing. Visit their website at www.efunctional.com for more information and use our code OYSTA20. That's O-Y-S-T-A-20 at checkout. And now you have absolutely no excuse not to get your diagnostics on. You'll thank us later. When it's an international client, do you have to then step in to facilitate getting it from the store to the client? Because they're not going to ship directly. They won't. And that's the trickiest thing about what I do is Mm. because, yes, I pride myself in the fact that a client can always return. But there are situations where a client is in Hong Kong and the shoes are somewhere in Soho. So I'm like, look, we're not, they can't ship it to Hong Kong. If you want, I can have a team member go and grab it. We'll send you the receipt. You'll know exactly what it costs. And you can either, you know, pay for it and we'll ship it. And client is still getting retail. My main focus is to make sure that a client is always paying retail. I just charge for my time. Right. Right. So I won't buy something if it's for a client in Hong Kong, and then tell them they have to pay double the price. It doesn't work that way. And they would pay for their shipping as well. And they pay for the shipping as well. Yeah. Or if they have a family member, like, oh, my cousin's coming to LA next week. Can you ship it to LA? It'll be so much easier. No problem. Mm. Yeah. How often do you find that, like, somebody calls you, it's an emergency, I need this right away, and then you're able to find it immediately? Happens all the time. But (laughs) what I've noticed the most, the most chaotic thing is it's when I'm eating dinner with my kids. (laughs) Oh, They know exactly when, you know, they say there's a saying, when women give birth and have babies, they say when the kid is napping and you, there's TikToks on it too, you sit down, you have a gourmet meal, you put the napkin down, you're taking a bite and the baby starts crying. It's exactly my life at all times. I get in bed, I'm like, oh my God, it's quiet, two minutes. And then Asia's already on their feet. They're so, you know, they're ahead of us, so. And now how do you manage putting the content together for your page amongst all the other things that you have to do? You also need to upkeep to keep the following. There are not enough hours in the day. Yeah. So I try to do that when I first open my eyes in the morning. When I open my eyes in the morning, let's say it's 6 a.m. and you know, people are sleeping or the morning is still getting started. That's when I'm like, okay, what's out there? What came in? I sort through all new arrivals, even through e-commerce sites, because I see things new. Let's say it's on Farfetch. Let's say it's on Matches or My Teresa or Net-A-Porter. I quickly look. I'm like, oh, Gucci. I never saw those before. I quickly send it to Gucci. Did these come in yet? Oh, those are new. We didn't even get a chance to unpack. I'm like, well, let's get some live images going because I want to show this to people and I want to help move the product. So just run me through that process, actually. So um, you find something that you like, and then you ask the store, I want to get some live images, and then yeah. you post them directly to your page. Directly to my story every day, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm sharing what I see myself personally and what I think my clients or my followers will like. 
at first it was strictly what I liked. And mm. I was posting things that I wanted to wear myself and my assistant had to bring me down from that bubble. She goes, sweetie, not everyone's gonna wear what you wanna wear. Right. Not everybody can wear a tank top. Not everybody's gonna wear a bell-bottom jean. I love bell bottoms. I'm obsessed. Not everyone's <laughs> going to wear bell bottoms so wide. Post the skinny jeans. Right. Post the things that other people. And then sometimes she's like, all these new brooches came in. I'm like, a brooch? I don't know if we could sell a brooch. She goes, you're annoying. I'm posting all the brooches. She sold every brooch. Wow. She was like, they all want the brooches. But Calm now did you down. have inventory? So that, like, what do you mean? I don't have she inventory. sold all the brooches. Well, or? she's. For the photos that we found for the day of the brooches that were gotcha. available, wow. she goes, let me post. What do you have to lose? Let me post the brooch. All right, post the brooch. I said, we're not going to sell any of them. She goes, you're annoying. Literally two hours later, she goes, every single brooch I posted sold. She goes, you can thank me and you can pay me a little more this week because <laughs> I sold those. So whatever. No, she's, she's really my best friend. Do you find brands are now reaching out to you? Yes. So I have associates sometimes reach out from specific brands like, hey, I work for, for Bottega in XYZ location. Please let me know if you ever need anything. Hey, I work for Prada in this location. Please let me know if you ever need anything. And that's when I'm like, of course, here's my number. Yeah. Text me. Anytime you see something new, shoot over a text. I'm more than happy to try to find someone to connect you to. Yeah. And then oftentimes I have clients that are like, I'll take this, this, and this. So once you do start to get to know your client, you are proactive and you are reaching out to them yes. with things that you think that they like. At this point in my career, Smart. I can say that I'm already saying, oh, I know who would like that. Mm -hmm. I have a woman that's obsessed with Chanel uh, dresses, but they have to look like jackets. So it's like a tweed Chanel jacket mm -hmm. that can be worn as a dress or a blazer. The second I see one, I already know who it's going to. So I post it and I'm like, Vic, five minutes. She's going to be in there saying hello. Right. And I'm always right. And she's obsessed with buying Chanel jackets. She's obsessed. There are people that buy a hundred of the same item in a different variation. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Would you ever think of doing something like the brands are doing now for their good clients? Like they send over a box of things that they think that they might like. Would you ever think yes. to add that service to? So that's something that I've been trying to be more vocal about because I don't think people really know, but I do that. I tell clients all the time, if you don't want to leave your house, you already know you have me at the top of your finger. If you don't want to leave, let me know that you're going somewhere. I will send you a box of things to try on. Just tell me your size and tell me the location where you're going and I'll get a feel and I'll send you things. If it doesn't work, send it right back. I found it to be incredible yeah. because they don't have to see a huge Amex bill. It's a consignment. It's considered, right. you know, I send them a box and um, just keep their card on file and then whatever they keep, we charge and whatever they don't, they send back. But what I really think is the most special thing about this is that exact idea that you don't have to leave your house. You can do whatever, you can shop whatever you like, and you can do it sitting on this couch right now. And you're doing everything, clothes, bags, shoes, jewelry, everything. diamonds, men's, men's. I got the husbands, the dads, the brothers, <laughs> whoever, you, I'm here. That's amazing. <laughs> Are there any things you won't get into? Yes. I don't deal with Hermes, Birkins, and Kelly's. That's what I probably, yeah. I, 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 I figured. This is what I've, I think I've noticed lately is that people want curation and they're willing to pay for it, whatever it takes. Yeah. Like they want to know that they are picking the right item for where they're going to be. And in the, you know, most non-obnoxious way possible, people sometimes come to me and they're like, why would anyone pay you? And I hear this all the time. Why would, no, no, it's, it's fine. They're genuinely curious. They don't understand 
why would I pay you? I'll, I could go look for it myself, and if it's not available, I don't want it. And I always answer them back this in a non-obnoxious way. Why do people fly private when they can fly commercial? Right. Why do people use a travel agent when they can go online and book their own trips? Yeah. I'm offering a service. You don't have to use me. I'm here for convenience. And people that just don't have the time or have the money and don't care to spend a couple extra hundred or a, whatever it costs to make it done all like this. Mm -hmm. There's, I have men all the time, too, that come to me and they're like, my wife's, it's Mother's Day or my wife's birthday is next week. Can you handle it? I, I, can you just handle it? I already know what their wife's like. I could go right. through her history. Done. And the husband didn't have to leave his office, go look for a gift. It's very hard, by the way. I've dealt with buying people gifts. It's annoying. Right. How many times you get someone gift, you're like, what do I get this person? And how do I know they're going to keep it? Yeah. Oftentimes people are like, I got this as a gift. Can you help me exchange it? I don't want yeah. it. So I'm here to help. I'm here for convenience. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. You have to give us your like craziest request. Craziest request ever. Fendi came out with a surfboard last year actually it's going to be two years now when i tell you i walked into the fendi store for this release it was a vertigo release and i saw this long board going up to the ceiling and i just walked right past it i was like what is this surfboard i went straight for the clothes yeah. i look at my messages and i see two people and then they're like hey have you seen the new fendi uh, surfboard i was like yeah why can i get that surfboard by friday i was wow. like okay hey can i get two of those surfboards the Fendi store was like, what? I had to walk back from the clothes, the swimwear, the sarongs. We need two surfboards and we need it by Friday. Okay, here are the surfboards. <laughs> were they real like working surfboards or were they I don't know, but decoration? I know for a fact they wanted it for decor. Yeah, they're they, like, yeah. a lot of those designer things are like, they were, yeah. but yeah. they're decor. Really. They're right. decor. But you're not going to win a surf contest. No. Yeah. That. <laughs> and then um, I'm in Paris for Fashion Week and I get this, you know, text, hey, I really need these crocodile boots. I look at the boots. I'm like, I'm about to walk into a show. What are these boots? I send them to my assistant. She calls me back. She goes, they're $15,000. I said, the boots? She goes, yeah, they're croc. They're $15,000. Text to the client, hey, they're $15,000. I walk into the show. By the time I came out of the show, my assistant's like, hey, you were busy. I didn't want to bother you, but I bought the boots for the client, and they're on their way to her. I was like, excuse me? You... We just sourced $15,000 boots. People, people buy, and people buy the most outrageous things, and it gets me so excited because this is just the beginning. Right. I can't even wait for the next 5, 10 years of the crazy things I can add to what I'm going to yeah. be asked for. It's the coolest thing ever. I'm obsessed. What are the perks? Okay, so the, my business. <laughs> of my I always business. have to know the perks. Yeah. Okay, here are the best perks of my business, okay? I get to see things before anyone gets to see them. Right. I already know what's going to be in stores six months from now. So in my head, for my own selfish reasons, I already know what I want, and I secure for myself before anything. Mm -hmm. If I need something and I want it like Chanel Cocoa Beach right now, oh, my God, everybody wants all the new Chanel Cocoa Beach swim that's coming. Yes, I will make sure everybody gets what they want, but I already told the people back when I saw the images, this is what I'm taking and all hell could break loose. I better I want my bathing suit. <laughs> right. I, I need the bathing suit. I got an image to upkeep. Do you have a do you have a <laughs> have you had a Sophie's choice moment where it's you or the client? 
Yes. I have. Who usually wins? I really try to be like, Jen, come on. You're here to work and this is this is business. But with those Chanel jeans, the wide leg denim. Oh my God. I had a client waiting. I hope the client doesn't watch the episode. Oh my God. So I'm pretty sure my assistant ended up finding her a pair, but Good. I was like, I'm sorry. No. I you work them. so hard. I need them. Let me have one thing. You so have. do you go to the shows now? I do, yeah. That's there are some that I haven't been to yet that are on my wish list. My dream is to go to a Chanel show. Like, I've been wanting to go to a Chanel show forever. But Chanel mm. is a very difficult. I mean, their clients spend millions of dollars a year just on clothing alone. Right. Mm. So they have, they have their own rules and everything. But the most amazing show I've been to, the most special moment for me was this past uh, fashion Week, I went to my first Valentino show, uh, and I think I cried. Because Valentino is a production. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I just love it. I love clothes. I love seeing models walk down a runway. And the I went to a Carolina Herrera show for the first time this season. And when the last model walked out, like I wiped tears away from my face because I can't believe that this is something I've wanted my whole life, and it fell into You're my there. lap. And I, I didn't that. even mean for it to fall into my lap this way, but it did way beyond my expectations. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people, do what you want to do, not for what it's going to pay. Do it because you love it and the reward will come. Absolutely. You know? Wes Gordon, you brought her to tears. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Wes. He's an angel. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love him. The best. The best. He's a, he's a good person, yeah. Now, for somebody who maybe has, you know, a couple of thousand extra dollars in their budget to spend on a luxury item per yeah. year, what would you what would you recommend them buying? Okay, number one thing I always say, you need a good bag. I think so, in my opinion. And invest in a great coat or a great blazer. We all need we all have, you know, jeans. That's all basic staples. Get a solid coat. When you're going out in the fall and you're going to see friends, if you come in in a sleek coat and all you're wearing underneath is jeans and a t-shirt, that's sexy. I agree. You don't need to be in logomania here, logomania here, in a 20, I don't care how much your clothes cost. I care about you can put an outfit together and you have a solid handbag that you can, and it's not like a new bag every week. You don't need to buy 10 bags a season. Buy one gorgeous bag that you love that make brings you joy and get a solid one piece, even a season that you can throw on and everything else just looks great. If you got a good hair, you got good hair that day, <laughs> you don't need anything else. You don't need it. Yeah. Any advice for young ladies and gentlemen that might want to go into this industry? Yes. Build those relationships. Focus on making relationships with your clients and with the people that are working for you, like with you. My dream in life is to have all the people that are working, let's say, on my team, for us all to ride together. Like, if I go up, everyone's coming up with me. I love that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't view anyone beneath me, above me. We're all on one level. And that's why you're doing so well. Mm -hmm. Because I that, these, these statements and these sentiments are, are what uplifting other people and being good to those who are around you, that, that brings you success. I just mm -hmm. want to be good to those around me. You know, I think an important part to your story, it's amazing that you've had all of this incredible success, but I think like the part that really is resonating with me is that, you know, you're a mother of four children. And I think that there's probably a lot of moms that are 
in the place that you were before you started your business at home with their babies, wondering where did my life go? How did this happen to me? And they're probably in the same place that you were thinking, how can I restart my life? And if you could put yourself back in that place, what are the steps that you took to give yourself the juice to go and get what you wanted? I literally just took the leap. I didn't, you have to block out noise. Mm -hmm. Noise is the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. And I've had that for a very long time. I've dealt with noise such as what is fashion? Fashion's not a career. You're not doing fashion. Fashion's not something that is, you know, it's not a doctor. It's not a lawyer. There's so much stigma around that you have to be a lawyer. You have to be a doctor to be successful. And it's so not true. Mm -hmm. We can be creative and we can kill it and we can crush it. And I say this to the people that even told me like fashion will never be your career and it's not a career is that thank God at this point I'm making more money than I would have ever made being behind the desk doing, you know, psychology or whatever. Right. I, I'm doing more and I'm doing better now. So for me, it's yes, you don't want to focus on how much money anything is going to bring, but take those leaps and block out noise. People that say you're not going to do something or you can't do something irks my soul so bad mm. because it's not your place. If someone tells you what they want to do, good luck. I wish you all the best. Mm. Or it's not for me or I don't understand it personally, but I'm sure you'll be great. How much can you tell someone, what is that? What is fashion? I don't understand it. Or like all the time, I, even I sometimes like am thinking, of, oh, what is that? My husband loves screenwriting. He wants to write movies. Do you know how many times I've heard people say, you want to write a movie? Do you know how hard that is? There's 1% of people that go, good. He'll be the 1%. Right. Watch. Absolutely. He'll be that 1%. There's no reason you can't be the 1%. You're the only person holding you back from being that 1%. But the noise, it's very hard to tune it out. Not everyone can tune it out. And I didn't for a while, which is why I went down the path I went. But I'm grateful because it brought me to where I am. So we all go through this little maze, and we all are in a step in our life for a reason. So wherever you are now, it's just another door to where you're going. So Perfectly you just answered. figure it out. That is great advice. You just figure it out as you go. <laughs> follow the follow the doors. Open that. the door and go to the next. I don't know what I'm going to be doing 10 years from now. Maybe my business will shift completely towards something. Some, but I'm open to it and I'm ready. Yeah. I told you I want to live, be healthy, and eat. Everything that's such else a great comes. mentality. It's I'm true. Trying over here. It's definitely true. <laughs> what are you excited for in the next year for your business? In the next year for my business, I'm really excited about getting Front Row Live more out there. Mm -hmm. I, you know, hired a great publicist, a great team, and I know that the clients that work with me value our relationship and they understand what I do, but I really want the world to see what this is because it's underrated. Fashion, sourcing, there aren't that many of us, and it's really a new era of luxury shopping. It's yeah. a whole new era, and I'm so excited to watch it grow. Well, before we let you go, yes. we have to do a little quick fire. What is that? Quick fire questions. I'm so excited. Like first yeah. thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. What are the three things you think about most every single day? What I'm going to eat. <laughs> Obviously. How my kids are going to come home alive. Make sure everyone's alive at all costs. And just don't F up anything in business. Sell, sell, sell. Don't mess up. Mm. Like, how many catastrophes can we avoid today? I'm always dodging things. <laughs> Shipping. I need it by tomorrow. Send it out. Please, I need it now. 
Yeah. So I'm always just making sure everything is going smooth. Yeah. It's crazy to think that your job starts when like someone is in a panic, right? It's insane. No. That's like a crazy place tomorrow. to operate. Yeah. I need it hand delivered today. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's a rough one. Okay. But it gets done. It gets done. Yeah. Mm. If money were no object, what would you do? I would buy an insane, insane place in Manhattan and I would completely relocate here. I love the city. I'm a city girl. I want to wake up. I want to walk to Soul Cycle. Then I want to walk to Sweet Green and get a salad. Or I don't know. I just want to walk everywhere. I want to go to the park with my kids, but I want it here. Yeah. I want to walk to fashion stores. It's all here. There's nothing Manhattan doesn't have. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by it. So money, no object. I'm buying a big ass place in the city. Well, you I love you it. probably can soon. I, one I, day. I think we're getting there. Yeah, yeah we're getting one day, there. One day. That's that's the goal. Um, if you had a warning label, what would it be? What is that? If there was a warning label slapped up on you, you know, like, like things say like toxic, don't feed the children. Yeah, like or slippery like when that. wet. <laughs> don't talk to me until I eat. I, I'm a very hangry human. Mm. Me too. <laughs> oh, it's bad. I take out anger when I'm hungry. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I can't be a hungry person. No. You're so sweet. I can't imagine you're angry. <laughs> but I, I could see that that could. <laughs> yeah, no, you got fire yeah. in you. Yeah. I, sure. I could get yeah. angry. Yeah. yeah. But it's so it's so minimal. Like, just because I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm not like a rate. I won't get mad at someone and like my claws come out. Yeah. I, I don't have that in me. I no, Nathaniel knows. Like he starts to see it in my eyes. He's like, all right, I better get you fed before I even say yeah. one yeah. more word. Pain I'm like, yeah, thing. do not. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and I'm the most non-confrontational. Like I try not to deal with confrontation. I try to avoid drama. Right. But if I'm hungry and you're coming at me with a diss, <laughs> I swear to God, all hell is going to break loose. Yeah. Don't speak to me until I eat. <laughs> I love it. And the last question. Well, there's a precursor. Do you do you like oysters? I love oysters. How do you take your oysters? Okay. It's a lot. I need it all. All of the fixings. I need the vinegar. I need the garlic. I need the cocktail sauce. And I need the squeeze of lemon. All right. Oh. So she's not a basic bitch, baby. No. I need it all. I need everything on one. And I could eat so many of them, but I'm so afraid of this. People say to be careful eating them. Why? I don't know. They say oysters are like a dangerous can be a dangerous food. The world is not your oyster. <laughs> <laughs> but I eat them. And I, oh my God, when I was pregnant, my doctor was like, there's three things I don't want you to do. Don't eat oysters, don't eat raw fish, and don't eat deli meat. I would have sushi for lunch. <laughs> I would have oysters for snack. No. And I would have a deli sandwich for dinner. Don't tell me I can't do something. It's yeah. a problem. Oh no. my God. I'm very bad with no's. It's fine. If you tell me no, I'll do it all. I love it. Well, this has been so fun. And seriously, I'm, I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing. And to see your excitement about your business is so refreshing. And I think that we have so much to look forward to for Front Row Live. Oh, so you. everybody, please follow Jennifer at Front Row Live on TikTok and Instagram. Yes. Anywhere else? Um, I have a website. It's almost ready. Um, but Instagram is the best place to reach me and TikTok for some good content. And Mr. Hankin, it was so nice to this have you. This is so you. fun. I loved talking to you guys. I swear, this is my first real podcast. I loved it. Well, you did a great job. You guys are a pleasure to chat with. Well, thank you. we're doing what Yay. we can over here. Well, everybody, <laughs> thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to World's Your Oyster. If you love what you're listening to, be sure to like, rate, and review this episode wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at World's Your Oyster. And share this episode with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Bye bye.